When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 50. As the New York Rangers have one more game left in the regular season, the regular season for the entire league is coming to a close this week. Uh, the race is still hotter than ever, and Andy and I are going to talk about it all. So, uh, Andy, I have to ask you, as always, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Where did the time go? You know, it's uh, it's amazing that we are at the... Uh, Regular season finale, once again, on our podcast. Uh, it seems like it flew, but I think that's to be expected when you have expectations for your team. What to expect when you're expecting. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of surreal that it's already here and the playoffs are back. And just how it, it's just funny to, to think that in December we were questioning if the Rangers can make it back to the playoffs. And then just since then, since the helmet toss, it's just kind of been cruise control. Um, just, yeah, it, not, I don't want to say easy because it's ne- never easy, but just basically on par with how you thought they would handle their business uh, from how they ended up last year. So, but yeah, it's just wild to think. Um, and it's also wild to, to see some of the races in uh, I, the West finally kind of seems settled now with Calgary officially getting. Uh, eliminated but man um the east is still very much not we're recording this on a tuesday night um this podcast comes out thursday so we'll see if it is by then we have some clarification but uh yeah but i mean we'll see how buffalo can can do in their final four games but between the islanders and the canes dropping two pretty important games uh on monday night that uh yeah i mean it's going to be down to the wire pittsburgh if they can get two wins they they're in but that they're still- currently losing to the chicago blackhawks one nothing halfway through the game so <laughs> oh man i love it man <laughs> i love this this is great and it's so funny that just some of these teams and they don't even do it to play spoiler it's literally like we need something to feel good about ourselves for in a shit season let's just we're about to be on the golf course so let's just like dump the tanks and play our balls off and uh, just end on a high note so we can make, hopefully come in with a good vibe next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you got to also realize, you know, I was actually having this conversation with Gibby this morning, basically saying, you know, if you're a bottom beating team, like a lot of those guys are playing for their job. So, you know, they don't want to be cut or traded or moved, you know, especially like, organizations like Chicago, you know, how, you know, <clears throat> I guess in our lifetime, you know, they were awful, you know, 
the one time and then they got Patrick Kane and Hayes and you know they were able to build a dynasty but you know it's weird it's weird like towards the end of the season because like those guys are going to play their balls off just to you know get to a point where you know they maybe catch an eye of someone in management and say you know what maybe this guy is worth keeping you know maybe he is a key piece I see how you know much effort he's putting out in a in a meaningless game, you know, uh, against a team that is desperate. So, yeah, I, I, as much as I think, like, you know, it's crazy to think that these teams are, you know, in the locker room being like, let's play spoiler. I, it's more so like, this is our job, like my livelihood. Like, I don't want to go out here and, and lose 6-1 like the, you know, Detroit Red Wings did uh, to the Dallas Stars. So, you know, I think these guys have a lot of pride and, and they want to, you know, obviously end the season on a high note for themselves personally. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a weird. It's a weird finish to the East. It's much more weirder than I thought it was going to be, Andy. And only because, you know, you have team a team like Florida that I think was supposed to. I don't know if they're failing with expectations, but. They're certainly not as good as people probably thought they were going into the season. I know they, you know, had some injuries and stuff. Uh, Islanders kind of overachieved, and then you got Pittsburgh, who I think you and I both have been waiting for this moment where you know their star players just can't maybe carry them over the finish line. They really, truly, for the first time, are showing that they probably need a little bit more depth and 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 some help. But you know, and and goaltending certainly. You know, and then we mix in, you know, with teams like Buffalo and Ottawa and Detroit, where we all thought they were going to take a step forward, and they did, but they just didn't have enough juice to get over the finish line. So, you know, for as crazy as it is, it's really not that far fetched of what we thought going into the season. But it's just weird watching these teams want to play themselves out of the playoffs as much as you know, as they you know have over the last you know. I don't know, month or so where they just, no team is just maybe besides the Islanders really taking control and put themselves in a position to make the playoffs. So yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on just the whole wild card race and the teams that, you know, the really the four teams that are currently fighting for those two spots? I mean, I think they're all fundamentally flawed, hence why being the wild card, but they also all have potential. I think in Buffalo, the Rangers saw firsthand last night. They compete hard. They battle for loose pucks. They 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 win most of those 50-50 battles with effort. Yeah, they're a little bit of a adventure in their own zone, but whenever Darlene's on the ice, he's an absolute stud. And at least that's one out of their, you know, three pairings that seem to be able to take care of business. And uh they can score. They have a lot of offensive talent, and they're definitely making the playoffs next year. I mean, if they're this close this year and they're only going to get better, just another year under the belt for Darlene and Tage Thompson and uh, uh, Dylan Cousins and Jack Quinn, who's already looking like a stud. Uh, and that's just Paterka, who looks incredible. They're going to be a wagon next year. But um, yeah, and, and I mean, even, yeah, Levi Annette, who clearly is the real deal. I mean, he, this is twice. He beat the Rangers twice in, in a week. Um and it was absolute money in, you know, in the shootout. And uh, yeah, it just they have all the pieces finally. You know what I mean? So. Um, but as far as the other teams, it's like, you know, say what you will about 
Florida's defense, but they clearly five on five. They're a scary team. And uh, Matt, you, you look at the Calgary Flames, how much they miss Matthew Kachuk. He is a difference maker. How many times were they almost out of this race and he single handedly kept them in it or or got them where they need to get in games? He just has that X factor. You know what I mean? Uh, the Islanders are an interesting team in that they're a mixture of like pretty good, solid young talent, but a lot of aging talent. Uh, and not a lot of superstars up front. However, Sorokin probably deserves the Vezina this year. I mean, I, does he get it? I still think they're going to give it to Linus Olmark, but he had an incredible season. He's the only reason the Islanders are literally sniffing a wild card spot right now that they're in as of today, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's it's crazy how how close that that race has been. It's just, and I mean, just you see some of the, the games that these teams have lost to to arguably subpar talent at times, but that's almost every team in the league. You know, it's just every team in the league can be dangerous on any given night. It's just about overall team consistency to make sure you're winning. It doesn't even matter against who it's just more games than you should be uh, losing. But yeah, the wild card race in the East is, is pretty insane. And uh, I still don't know how to call it, James. I mean, Buffalo is losing right now to the devils, uh, which is something we'll talk about in our next segment. Um, what you know but uh and you know uh, losing the panthers lost in overtime last night uh the islanders you know losing uh the other night but john Tavares, oddly enough almost keeping them in it by winning an ot you know who would have thought so uh <laughs> just uh the cat you know the former captain still helping his team out in some fashion so uh, but yeah, no, it's been it's been down to the wire. Clearly, we're literally the last week of the season. We still have we have what four days left. We still haven't decided. So, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it, and it really, honestly, it looks like I mean the race for the Metro is going to go down to the wire. You know, even the wild card. <clears throat> I mean, Islanders have, uh, I believe they have Montreal their last game tomorrow night. If you're listening to this in the morning. And, you know, I think, you know, for them, Florida ends with Carolina, which would be interesting if obviously the Devils win ten- tonight, if they're up 3-1 on Buffalo in the third period. If, Buff- if Buffalo, lo- like, obviously loses, New Jersey and Carolina are in the same position, New Jersey being one point back. New Jersey has Washington to end the season, which is a much easier draw than a Florida team that might be in a must-win situation, uh, especially because not only is it a must-win to make the playoffs, it's a must-win for them to remain as the first wild card. You know, they don't want to lose their 82nd game and Islanders to win their last game against Montreal and flip-flop, you know, heaven forbid, or with Pittsburgh. I don't know who holds the tiebreaker there, but, you know, it's just, my God. Are things going to be interesting down the down the wire? Yeah, and I mean, just basically shifting from the wild card to the top of the, the metropolitan standings. With the uh, excuse me, the Devils being one point back on Carolina. If it stands tonight, both those teams are going to win their games if their scores stand. Um, but they each would have one game left. The Devils would play the Capitals, who who pretty much trounced the Islanders the other night. And Carolina would play the Panthers, who are also fighting for their playoff lives. 
so it'll be really interesting to see which one of those teams finishes in the top because it's literally it it's probably going to come down to that last game if if yeah. the if both teams win Carolina gets it but if the Hurricanes only win, I think I'm trying to look who has more regulation wins if they tie in points uh right now it's got to be the island no devils the devils right yeah devils have more regulation win so if if carolina only gets a point and the devils win both their final two games doesn't matter if it's an overtime or whatever then they're first in the metro so uh yeah it it's gonna be pretty crazy you know and we'll we'll it's i mean obviously these games are tonight are not over but it's 3-1 for the devils i think caroline is also up 3-1 right on the red yeah. wings so and like almost halfway through the third yeah so they're probably going to win that game so um but uh yeah it'll just be interesting obviously the rangers have been basically stuck in that third position i don't think anyone anyone who thought the rangers were going to move was kidding themselves it's just i just don't think they care you get that sense they kind of intimated it they definitely don't care and every time we've had an opportunity we end up having to play the devils and they just smack us right back down to third place yeah yeah but at the same time it's like again i mean i watched we watched the rangers get absolutely spanked by carolina and then only to you know to win that series so i just i think i think you can really tell that the rangers do have another gear and they're just not obviously there's been some inconsistent effort (laughs) as of late uh and you just they're they're, they weren't able to rest their players because their cap situation so outside of not getting hurt i think you know i've seen a lot of coasting and and uh you know just a lot of maybe lack of effort at times you know their first periods recently have been horrendous but um yeah, I mean, the, the games, the playoff, the ones that were more for pride, like against Tampa, they they got up for and they they played well and won. You know what I mean? So uh, but again, I just I yeah, I don't know. I just it to me, it just feels like they're literally just waiting. And I think that's uh, we spoke about that at multiple times this year, that much like those teams of the last few years that it's like it kind of is about rounding it to form at the right time and just you know, basically just getting to the playoffs and uh, a Rangers team that ran out of gas last year. I think they're hyper cognizant of that. And I think there is some natural, I think there's some, even if they wouldn't even admit it to themselves, there is some natural pacing going on to their, their play right now. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. And I've touched on this. I'm not saying it won't backfire on them, but I'm just saying I, well, that's my biggest worry is that, you know, is the makeup of this team, you know, can they just turn it on and turn it off? I don't, I don't know. I don't really think so because it's just when you enter the playoffs and if you have to play a team like the Devils and like Carolina could be going through the same thing because they're four five and one in their last 10. They've lost three in a row. I mean, they obviously look like they're going to win tonight. But, you know, if you look at this, if you know, if you look at this race, I'd say the Devils have been by far the most consistent team out of the New York Rangers, Carolina Hurricanes, and, and themselves. Oh, yeah. And, and that kind of says something about, obviously, first-year team in this situation, a lot of buzz, similar to the Rangers of last year. Will they fizzle out in the playoffs? The only reason I say no is because 
that their system, I think, will translate pretty well as long as they don't play a team that could be really physical with them. And I like as physical as the Rangers are, I just do they have that switch to, you know, to be like, all right, we got to All right. You know, we got to catch them and be physical and win loose pucks battle. Like, you know, we got to match their speed. Like, I feel like they're going to get blitzed before you know it. You're going to be down 2-0 in the series, heading back to the garden. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you know, you're panicking because, you know, you weren't ready for, you know, the, the jolt that the devils have yeah. in their gameplay. I'll say this. Uh, and funny you say that. I think the, one of the teams that absolutely had their way with the devils this year was the Tampa Bay lightning who much like the Rangers, not really a fast team. However, they are a physical team, but the one thing they do well that the Rangers are horrible at is that they are very good at, shutting down rush-based offenses. And they basically did that. I think the Devils only won one of their three or four meetings against them this year. And the other ones, they just kind of had their way with them. Uh, and it was by them being, we've seen how, we, the Rangers know firsthand how physical and, and gritty and tough and uh, interference there is. And they basically just grinded uh, a, a lighter, younger Devils team into the boards and just kind of snuffed them out. So that's kind of what's going to have to take. And the Rangers have just, they're going to have to be very cognizant of line matchups, not having Schneider and Mikola on the ice with Jack Hughes at the same time when they can avoid it. You know what I mean? Cause you definitely worry about that. I, I think the biggest thing that will be interesting is that will they task a player like Mika Zibanejad or hell, even you Philip say like your sole job is to make sure Jack Hughes doesn't do absolute shit. I, it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah, may I mean, sometimes those game plans, those like. Suck. Well, that's what happened last time. Mika tried to shut down Crosby and was failing horribly. But only when he started playing his game and stopped worrying about that did he take off for the Rangers last year in the last playoffs. Yeah, and and you know, I the the thing for the Rangers is listen. The Devils, in my opinion, are just a flat-out better team. I think they're just so much faster than the Rangers that they're going to negate any type of physical play that the Rangers can bring. But the Rangers have one thing that they they have one thing going for them that I think is a little underrated, and I might diminish it because I get I'm more negative about this team than the average fan. Is that if they catch momentum with their power play, they could win the series just based off special teams. And I know it's kind of, you know, cliche and Captain Obvious, but I'm telling you, it's a race to three goals, four goals. Igor's not going to give up four or five every single game. So if you can just take advantage of special teams and, you know, how you get penalties, moving your feet against fast teams, making them clutch and grab you since they're not as stronger, you know, not as strong as you, and, you know, winning and just grinding out the battles in the corners. You're going to get calls if you do those things. So the New York Rangers are going to have to take advantage of all special team uh, play. And if they lose that battle, it's the series is done in four games. Like, I don't trust this team five on five against the Devils. So they're really going to have to be over the top and dominant in special teams in order to win that matchup. Uh, Carolina, if they end up playing Carolina, which is apparently a huge possibility going into the 82nd game of the season but uh you know carolina obviously doesn't have the speed that the devils have they're super inconsistent uh i feel like they're not physical they're not as fast as the devils but they're another team though that if you give them opportunities 
the way they're structured, that they're going to break you down and take advantage of your mistakes. And the Rangers make plenty of them. So they're going to have, you know, plenty of opportunities to score against the Rangers. Igor is going to have to play well. Our defense is going to have to play well. And we're just going to have to make their, you know, defensemen, you know, turn and, you know, play below their, you know, hash mark. From T to green, the best place to go to get in on all the action happening on the links is DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers will receive an odds boost to add plus 1,000 to any pre-tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer to win. So, for example, if you are a new customer and you see a golfer to win the tournament at plus 1,000 odds, DraftKings will boost the golfer to plus 2,000 odds for your shot at a bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament starts to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to boost your odds during this weekend's tournament. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. No matter who the Rangers play, they're going to have to play borderline perfect. And that's, I mean, that's the story of just the NHL playoffs. You know, we see it all the time. You know, seating really doesn't really matter, except for maybe, you know, playing the wild card teams. But shit, man. And I think we've spoken about this. Carolina wins the division and they have to play Florida. Yikes. I think Florida certainly can upset the Hurricanes uh, going into the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I honestly, I think the Hurricanes are the maybe the most. I know it's going to sound weird considering where they're at, but. If I, I think if you, yeah, I don't know, man. It's like the, the hurricanes just say just the injuries. They just, when things tighten up and you're looking for star players to do star things, they just don't have enough of them. I mean, it's not their fault. Pacioretty, Svechnikov was supposed to handle those problems, but you know, again, it's unfortunately as constructed their biggest strength is their biggest weakness and they absolutely have to kill themselves to, to score two goals. You know what, you know what I mean? Like they work their heart, they work hard, they're aggressive, they're physical, but they, uh, they, yeah, it's just, it's just a slog for them because they just don't have say what you will about the Rangers, but, uh, you know, they like Panarin can just kind of a pedestrian game, but just do two little things and he's got two goals on the night, you know, just easy. So, um, but again, you know, obviously there's plenty of times where I wish the Rangers possessed a modicum of Carolina's work ethic, you know what I mean? But uh, we'll see. I mean, again, the hope is that they've been saving it and we're going to see some of the Rangers uh, talented top sixers actually put in some grinding effort. You know what I mean? But there is hope because, you know, players like Trokicek can do that when um We've seen Tarasenko kind of down the stretch really become that type of player, which is interesting. I didn't think I didn't know he I didn't I was worried that he didn't have any wheels left, especially after he first got here. But I think 
he's shown that he's a lighter player now and he's shown good wheels and good defense for some of the games this year. So there are hopes there, but it's obviously I'm looking at Panarin and I'm looking at Kreider. It's, it's two guys that need to be consistent. You know what I mean? Those are the two guys I'm looking. I know Mika's going to kind of skate and try to be everywhere as he's done. And I don't want to say he's had an underrated season, but a uh, career high 90 points for Mika with one game left to play. And honestly, I he's, you know, maybe not too many. It's weird. It's like, I feel like last year Mika had more eye popping games, but then he was so much, he would also disappear. I thought he was pretty as consistent as you can be night in and night out, even if the, the offense didn't go or his line mates weren't going, but I at least saw him trying defensively and was always in the other team's kitchen, if that makes any sense. So, you know, I, I want to no. give him his flowers, I think. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I actually agree with you a hundred percent. It's like the sneakiest 90 point season, you know, I've seen, you know, anyone really, really wearing a Rangers Jersey, you know, to have, it's crazy. Like, I mean, usually if you're scoring that many points, you're you know having like an all-star year. It's flashy. He's so under the radar. Um, it's kind of scary. So you know, I I hope he does. I I'll say this. I don't want to go down this road, but for <laughs> the Rangers, quote unquote stars' sake, I really do help. I hope they have a good playoffs because as if they go flat again. And I know injuries and they're tired and blah, 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 blah. Every excuse in the book. If these players do not get the job done and the Rangers don't win around, or even in worst case scenario, they're just not competitive. They lose in, you know, five games. It's going to be tough to be trustworthy of these guys and this core group again. And that's when I think a change would have to be made. Whether or not, you know, they move a player like Kreider or something. I still think they should do that, but you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, there's, I feel like there's a lot of pressure going into these playoffs with these players and you know, they, they do have to show something. It can't just be the kid line. We need to score a goal or we get a goal from our fourth line, but we lose two to one. It's like, Oh my God, we went, you know, Oh, for four in the power play. And you know, our fourth line even got a goal and we lost two to one. If they just scored on one of those, power plays we could have you know had a chance to win the game it's like we can't have those games though that is old rangers that's rangers last year in the playoffs that's the rangers that you know we basically in the meat of our life watching them play with henrik lundquist was that was that new york rangers hockey it needs to be different it needs to be right from the get-go dominating special teams you know this is the roster that can win a stanley cup so they need to fucking play like it. And it cannot, we cannot go back to our old ways. I will, I don't know. I will do nothing but complain about it on this podcast, but I, I don't want to do that. I am so sick of it. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's like, that's my biggest concern. That's my biggest worry uh, that this core group can't get it done. But, you know, like you said, you got to give them some flowers. Uh, you know, Panarin, I'm not going to give any flowers to because. He should be having 120 points. I don't, I don't care what the circumstances are. You make over $11 million, you're a 120-point player. It's just that's what you have to be. And anything else, in my eyes, is a complete failure. Unless you win a Stanley Cup, then I'll forgive you. But 
anything under 120 points for a player making over 11 and a half million dollars. I'm sorry. That's a failure. So, um, man, <laughs> shots fired at John Tavares right now. Uh, how many <laughs> points did John Tavares have? Cause he doesn't, he make like $12 million or something like that. Uh, does he make that much? He oh, makes I'll a lot of money. Oh, I'll look it up. But I mean, yeah, that's a, but that's a failure. I'm sorry. But yeah. it's if you're going to be paid, it's not like you're getting paid eight and a half. Yeah, it's not like you're getting paid nine. Dude, you're getting paid eleven point six million a season. Tavares has seventy nine points, but he's a minus. He's a minus six. So not that plus and minus matters. But why? Where's um, the search? Where's the search? Come on. Oh, here we go. Search Islanders. Um. Yeah, he had seventy nine points. You said. Yeah. Okay. So Tavares makes. Oh my god. Nice OT winner though the other night. I just typed in Islanders for Tavares. Old habits, man. They die hard. Man, you ain't kidding. Uh, I mean, on cap cap friendly, he's uh, what is this? Is he ten? Is that yeah, eleven and eleven million a year? Yeah, that's not acceptable. I mean, how how many points does Austin Matthews have? He's got the same contract as Panarin. The same exact one. I think it's a down year for Matthews, though, right? Oh, it it probably is. 80, 85 points. That's uh, but he only played ha- seventy three games. If that's so, if you prorate that, that's uh, like still not a hundred no, points. That's He's still not, not hundred points. I, yeah, I'm he sorry. did have forty. He had forty goals, though. I will say that. I, I I get that, and they're probably not the same team with him out of the lineup. No failure. Eleven points. That's so much money for the, yeah. the NHL. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, a part of me is like, it's like, I think I see it both ways. I see it that, but I also think the GMs that, that give out these contracts and then end up like a just natural allotment of ice time. It's like, especially like if you're a team like the Rangers, where it's like, you actually have a lot more, like some teams are very have and have not where it's like, their top guys have, you know, 100 point seasons and then literally their middle six guys have like 30 points. You know what I mean? Whereas I feel like if you're with the Rangers, you've you've so many guys just kind of in that weird what because uh, Kreider and Trocek have, I had imagine what, like around 60 points. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the only thing I'll say is that you're, you're spoon fed. You're spoon fed all, you know. You're, and like last year, Artemi Panarin had 96 points in 75 games. You're spoon-fed all of these minutes on the power play. There's no excuse. There just isn't. Like I, I, and like people may think like I'm crazy. And like if he's hovering around the 110 mark, I'm, I'm not going to obviously be that much of a stickler. But if you're going to make the most money in the NHL, you got to produce. A, you got to be a top five player in points. You just have to. Like, it should be no question, no question that Panarin's breaking 100 points. You know, if he plays 75 games. I'm sorry. It's just, that's just the nature, nature of the beast, especially when you're force-fed every single power play, you're getting essentially two minutes of being, playing a man up, you know? And it comes, really comes down to power play, he might be up there in terms of points, but, you know, he, he's got to, you know, be able to, 
Uh, Artemi Panarin's played every game this season. He's got 81, 81 games, games played, played, 28 goals, 63 assists yeah. for 91 points. He yeah. should have 20 points more. That's, that's just... I, I I'll tell you what, and I, I, hate, I hate looking at... Not, I mean, I, I love and hate looking at Keandre Miller, realizing he gets no power play time, and realizing as a defenseman he has 43 points. Well, the good thing for him is that there's a narrative going around, and I don't know. If no, it's... I mean, I, you know, I think it's 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 been go. I think even prior to this year, he just knew Miller. He's it's times to get paid. You know what I mean? But yeah, but no. Uh, what helps us as a Ranger fans is that he's not that great right now this season in the defensive zone. It, it's just he's not. He's he's struggling. You know, and I'm not. Picking on him individually, no. I think you can point to a lot of players on this team. And say, he's, yeah, I guess it's tough because it's like he's eye test struggling, but uh, stats. What his? I'm sure him and his agent will will have all the underlying stats and being like, listen, every time Braden Schneider and is on the ice and not Meek. This is not a knock on Meekle. I think Meekle has been good. I love Schneider. You know, I like his his tools. I think he. This year was a, st- a little bit of a step back for him. Like he, the kid's a mess in his own end. He ma- he makes Keandre Miller look like Nick Lidstrom. Yes, Keandre will have the puck a lot, so it will be more eye. Like he will have more visible vis- visible gaffes. But I I've watched Braden Schneider run around in his own end with no idea what's going on far too much this season. So, but again, well, this is not this is not the shit on Braden Schneider. But I'm just saying. For yes, I, Miller at times has had some pretty visible defensive gaffes, but he was usually trying to do something pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where if it had worked, we'd say this. It, the times it did work this year, he was literally like, you know, he's going to win the Norris one day. <laughs> and then when he does this, it's like, Key, what are you doing? You're a, you're a mess in your own. You know what I mean? So I think there was a bit of that going on. But uh, I, I think no matter what Ranger fans tell themselves, that doesn't change a damn thing. He's getting paid. And this team is going to have to do some major surgery on itself because they're not they're not letting him walk away. I'll tell you that for free. I mean, I don't know what else you're going to do. Yeah. I I think they would buy they would make a hard choice before they let him walk. They're going to have to bridge him three years. Yeah, honestly, that might make him more money in the long run. Probably will. They'll say, look, by then. Trubel will hopefully be gone. Trubel and Kreider will be gone. Hell, even Panarin's 31. He might not be here. The money will be there. I don't see anyone else. with Truba. So, yeah, you you wait till that's 19 million off the books. That's $19.6 million off the books. You just wait until those (laughs) contracts are off before you sign your big one. Because, you know, you're going to be, you know, and at that point, you could... I don't know if this is any part of any discussion. And if you're an agent, you're crazy to believe anybody. But, you know, I don't know if the Rangers say, like, listen, take a break now. When this money comes off the books, you know, we, we will overpay you. You know, I, don't, I mean, they might say it as elegantly as I just did. But, you know, they might say something and hint that. But, yeah, I, I don't know where they're going to get all this money from. I mean... I mean, I'd say Barkley Gaudreau is gone. Brider has to be gone. That gives you, you know, almost ten million right there. And then, 
we get a three point four million coming off the books in dead cap space. So you know that's another thirteen million. And you know if you want to keep a player like Tarasenko, there goes half that. You know or close to it. Um, you're not going to keep Kane. He's going to Buffalo. Uh, you know Heedle signed a nice contract. Uh, Kako was signed for another year. You still have to play, you know, pay uh, Alexa Lafreniere. He's good, probably going to take another bridge deal as well. You know, if you're him and Keandre, your friends, you're like, you know what, let's bridge together and then uh, let's get paid. So um, that's 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 the hope. That's the best case scenario if you're if you're th- those players, you know. Other, otherwise, your your ass is, <laughs> I don't know, you're going to yeah. go to Seattle or something. I don't know where you're going to go. You know, uh, yeah. What's what's another team that's successful that has tons of cap space for you? That's Buffalo? a good point. DeAndre yeah. Miller can go to Buffalo with Patrick Kane. It's very true. They could use a defenseman like that. Um, and the fucking Bru- the Bruins are insane, man. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. Who are they playing? The Capitals, and they're just four two. They're just. I mean, listen, it's their world. At the end of the day. I I I'm gonna hope for anything in the playoffs, but let me just say right now, it's you know at certain everyone's going to meet their fate at the hands of the Boston Bruins at some time or other. Although I will say, you know, stranger things have happened, but I just don't see it. <laughs> I don't just don't see how any team beats them. I'm dead serious. I think someone will do it. You think I, someone will do it? I do think someone will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think if they get through the East, and it depends on who they have to play out West. But man, oh man, could you imagine a Boston like Edmonton series? Like if McDavid gets fun. there, I re- he can do damage, man. I think he can do damage. He can take over a game. You know, you put the best power play against them. I know they got a good penalty kill. But man, oh man, they can they can win that game. They can definitely win that series. Colorado, another team that could maybe steal steal a series from them. But I mean, I've been I've been waiting for the the because I've said to myself that it doesn't matter how good you can have the best player in the NHL, much like Connor has been every year. It's just not enough to win a Stanley Cup. I think this year it is enough. You know what I mean? I think the Oilers have gotten enough requisite pieces to they're a little bit more stable in net. They have a little bit more depth on their back end. Ekholm was such a good signing for them. That and yes, they're still they're still inconsistent, but I just think that there is enough for him to work with that he can still will. That's a type of team he could drag kicking and screaming to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I didn't think so last year, but this year I do think. I will say this. I said I've said this on the po- podcast before. The only reason I don't believe in Edmonton is because they're the Edmonton Oilers, and that's it. I yeah. mean, that's will they find a way to fuck it up? Possibly, but only time will tell. Um, yeah. Um, I, 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 that's pretty much everything I have. You have anything else, Andy? Uh, no. Obviously, I said this last when I was by myself in the last pot. I'm going to say it again for the final game of the regular season. Just please don't get hurt. Uh, 
and yeah. Oh, uh, I guess question for you because I generally don't know when do the, when's the first play, when's game one of the playoffs slated to start. I want to say on Monday, but Monday, Mon- yeah, Monday the seventeenth. Oh, if that's even the actual day. Oh boy, why? Nothing. It's like I almost feel like I need more time. <laughs> like, like I'm not mentally prepared for the playoffs. I know we've had all year, and now that it's ho- here. I'm like I'm not ready for this. I mean, I especially hope it's- if it's the Devils. I'm not mentally prepared. Because, you know, I hope, well, I hope it's Tuesday. Uh, let's see if the schedule on it. No, they just have the season ending and that's it. Um, let's see. No, it, it, they, they have nothing. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll be probably that Monday, I would say, where half the teams play. Um. Devils are winning tonight's game 5-2 with two minutes left in the third. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter what Carolina does. Oh, Carolina won 4-1. Devils win. It's going to go down to game 82 to see who the New York Rangers play in the playoff. So, Andy, Carolina versus Florida and the Devils versus the Capitals. Yeah, they're going to be. That's a winnable unless do you think that. Well, do you, here's, here's my question. If you are the New Jersey Devils, do you rest your players or do you go for it? No, you go for they are, it. They already have home ice advantage. You go for it, man. They would probably much rather play the... Well, it's, uh, ironically, if they win that game, um, I'm trying to look, there's a big chance that the team they play in the first round would be the Panthers, right? Because right now, the, I know the Islanders are technically in the second wildcard spot, but... Oh, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. I don't. If I'm any team, I do. I, I don't want to play Sorokin. Although the Islanders are so slow that they really the, I. Although they did trounce, they trounced the Devils six six what to yeah. one the other night. Yeah, totally. and they've been playing so good as late. Although as they were shit the other night, but um, I don't know, man. I just I would much I'd much rather play the Panthers in the playoffs than the Islanders. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely, but. Yeah, uh, I, I well, I don't know. Although I, they they do say that about Igor Shosturkin too. They're like, I don't want to play Igor Shosturkin. So yeah, yep. Honestly, if you're the Devils, I think you go for it. And honestly, I could see. It, yeah, and if you're honestly you're in the second, you you don't want any other team to catch you, right? Because who has more? Because if Pittsburgh wins their game tomorrow, right? Do they play tomorrow? Or no, they're losing right now. So they're gonna Pittsburgh they're gonna have right. Pittsburgh. Okay. Excuse me, sorry. Pittsburgh losing right now to Chicago with 15 minutes left in the third, one nothing. If, I'm just trying to see if it, is it possible for if let's say the Florida loses their last game and P- Pittsburgh wins their last game, who has more regulation wins? Up, oh, it's still it's still Florida though. Pittsburgh just scored. It's one one. There you go. So if you're the Panthers, you have to win if you want to make it at this point. Unless something. if you're the Panthers, you have to win because you might as well. You're going to be having tea times a week later because you're going to end up playing Boston in the first round. It, it, listen, that, oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's not even the wild card. It's no, that, it's not just making the playoffs. It's, it's making, making the playoffs first as the wild first card wild card. So you can play. Uh, the devil or the, the Carolina hurricanes or the devils. Yep. Yeah, you're right. That's a good, that's a great point. So man, it's going to be great. I'm going to be watching that game. 
When is yeah. there? Is it? To, when is their last game? When's, when's the Devils' last game? When's Thursday? Thursday. I'm not even going to be watching the Ranger game on Thursday. Yeah, no, there's no reason to watch it. You have Carolina, <laughs> Florida, which is going to be wild. You have the Devils, Washington, which is going to be wild. And then you have Pittsburgh and Columbus, which will have, you know, playoff implications. And then uh, uh, the Islanders wrap up their season tomorrow. So, um I believe they do, right? Wednesday. Yep. Wednesday against Montreal. You, I mean, at this point, you got to root for chaos. You got to root for the Islanders to make, to win that game just to put pressure on all the other teams. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be wild. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the Hockey Podcast Network.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.